Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, friends, and welcome to A Little More Good. The podcast where myself, Dean Morris, or Deaner, and my good pal Zach Berman of the Juice Truck explore themes that light us up. Things like human potential, coexisting with our planet and its inhabitants, and the fascinating area where wellness, mindfulness, sustainability, movement, business, and our own evolution and adventure intersect. A Little More Good is inspired by community and our collective potential. It is inspired by those that have walked this path before us, both locally and globally. Our mission is to connect intentionally and genuinely with the goal of planting seeds that foster growth and help us all discover the fullness of our own human potential. So join us as we have fun and meaningful conversations centering on human stories that inspire us to get out and live full, healthy, and meaningful lives. Our intention is to create dialogue that is not only interesting to listen to, but inspires you to take what you've learned through the conversation and apply it to your own life in a meaningful way. So let's get to it, and together we can create a little more good. So we, we did that, and then you know at the end of the trip we decided to go to uh, base camp in Everest as well. And so we were hanging out just in this village, this really small village, and we saw the locals were drinking this uh, vibrant orange drink um, and we were like oh what is that and they were like oh it's sea buckthorn and sea buckthorn is a berry that's grown at this high altitude um, in the Himalayas and there's not a ton of nutrient dense foods that are able to grow at that altitude right. so this is like a huge important part of their culture and, there's, and these villages right. and they rely on it so we tried it and it was like a really tart sour sort of like orangey tasting and we were like, oh, this is so cool. This is something that's, you know, I've never heard of. I'm not sure how many people in North America have heard of this juice before. And it was a little bit of a light bulb moment where we were like, wow, it's so cool, A, to see these, like, incredible, like, fruits and what they're able to do for these communities, but also like, oh, like, you know, it would be cool to bring something like that back to Canada if, it's, if you know, if it's not there yet. Okay, whenever you're ready. All right. All right. Welcome to the first ever Juice Truck Podcast. I don't know if that's going to be the name, but let's uh, make it a working title. It might change uh, next episode or tomorrow or the day after, but uh, we'll start it off with the Juice Truck episode, uh, Juice Truck podcast. I'm here with... Uh, Ryan Slater. And... Hey, I'm Dean. Um, so just like everything else we've done at the Juice Truck, uh, we've always wanted to be collaborative uh, with what we do, and um, we thought uh, with this little extra time during COVID, it would be an ample time to, to launch a podcast. It's been a goal of ours for for too, too long, and uh, just having a little extra time, uh, we figured, 
what better what better use to, to put that time to work and uh, kick off a podcast. So like that, uh, the goal is going to be to have something very collaborative. You'll have different hosts, um, different different guests, obviously, and uh, it's going to be one big big experiment, uh, including the name. The name might change every week. <laughs> yeah. So um, for this first podcast, uh, Mr. Dean over here, uh, you guys can't see him, but he's sitting across from Ryan and I. Um, he's gonna kind of act as the the host and facilitator, and uh, Dean's gonna be a, a regular, uh, both as a guest and a host on the podcast. Um, so I'm gonna pass the mic to Mr. Dean to introduce himself and uh, kick things off. Yeah, right on. Thanks, Zach. Thanks, Ryan, for being here, you guys. Um, Zach and I have known each other for a while through well, back from high school days. We were like basketball adversaries yep and then uh you guys played basketball against each other yeah dean, yeah, yeah dean was like the was he better than you? immovable post from camp way better way better he's, yeah. he's lefty yeah the lefty sneak yeah not everyone in the post with yep. the left-handed post moves yep uh, but now my secret is out so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not that i play basketball anymore if you play basketball against dean he's gonna go left <laughs> <laughs> i can only go left i'm like zoolander yeah. no but he can only go right he can only go right <laughs> Reverse Zoolander. Oh, man, we're off already. Okay, yeah. so Zach and I have, uh, yeah, spent lots of time together running and hanging and stuff. And we always have these, like, long conversations. And the kind of running joke is like, oh, man, we should sit down and record a podcast. And um, uh, I'm currently one of the managers at the Steveson Juice Truck location. So if you're ever in Steveson, swing by and say what's up. Um, but then being in the company, getting to know Ryan a little bit better and hanging, it was like, this is something that we needed to do. And just uh, spread the love, as Zach said. So today, uh, something that I'm always really interested in is people's origin stories. Um, I don't know about you, but like at the, you know, remember when we could go to like house parties and cocktail parties and you're chatting with people and it's like that terrible small talk, right? Um, That's what this podcast is going to be all about. (laughs) Terrible small talk. That's your name. (laughs) Welcome to terrible small talk. (laughs) The most awkward conversations on any podcast. Watch it blow up. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, no, but like you're, you're in these like spaces and you're just having this like lame kind of same conversation over and over again. I just dread that. So I always like surprise, like to try and surprise people with questions. And one of them would be like, you know, we always ask like, oh, hey, like, what do you do for work? And some people like they love what they do and it lights them up. And other people like they have a job yeah. and it pays the bills, but they like that's not how they want to lead in. So I'll be like, hey, like, what do you do for fun? Or like, what are your like? You know, what are the things that let you up and get you really excited? Yeah. And it's a more interesting conversation piece. Or one of the other ones I like to ask people after a little bit of like getting to know them is like, so tell me your origin story. Like, how did you get here? Yeah. Uh, I find people to be just fascinating and I love human stories. And I think that part of the juice truck story is um, sharing and getting to know people and their stories. And uh, I think we want to really focus on that for the podcast. So, by way of uh, introduction for today, we want to kind of find out who are these guys behind the juice truck, who's Ryan Slater, who's Zach Berman, Um, are there alter egos, right, other names, faces. I don't have a middle name. Oh yeah, maybe we can give Ryan a middle name by the end of this podcast. There we go. Yeah. That could be like the the Instagram like check-in question, like what should Ryan's middle name yeah. be? Yeah, <laughs> I wanted pe- I wanted people to call me Sparky in high school, so I made yeah. my email address R Sparks. Yeah, it never caught on. I still call you Sparks. Yeah, you oh, amazing. Yeah, oh, I'm man. A, I might be the only one. That's so good. <laughs> Ryan Ryan Sparky Slater <laughs> at gmail.com. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if that's someone's uh, actual email address. Yeah. Do, do we have to buy it now? I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, like, like get, give us some of your some, some of your intro, uh, your your origin story. We'll talk a little bit about that and how that how who you guys are uh, came to be these two these two dudes that came together to make the juice truck and what it is today, and maybe share some of your vision behind starting it and how that has been imagined and realized, and maybe how it's changed and surprised you. And we'll just kind of roll with it and, and have some laughs and stuff. So thanks again, everyone, for listening in. Uh, we hope you enjoy this conversation. All right. So Ryan and I go back a long time. Do you, know, do you remember when we first met Ryan? Say grade 11? I mean, sorry, age 11. <laughs> age 11? <laughs> really, Ryan yeah. doesn't remember any of our memories. It's like 11 minutes ago we met. My fondest childhood memories were all... I think so, 11. Yeah, yeah, soccer, right? Soccer, probably. Yeah, soccer. Your dad was our coach. Ryan used to, if you can imagine this, he had like... Do you, guys, do you remember Dippity Doo hair gel? Oh, yes. He was like a bottle of Dippity Doo per day. Oh, yeah. Slickest, 
it wouldn't back. It, it wouldn't move in the wind. Yeah, it'd stay put. Could have the soccer ball, and it would just like you'd have forward. extra force. That's true. <laughs> If, yeah, we, that's true. if we messed up your hair, that was like the big no-no. Yeah, I hated it. But like, what was your color? Because there was different colors of dippity doo. Oh, I, it was natural dippity doo, but I would s- use sun in. Oh. But I would actually be the type that I would go outside in the sun with a hair dryer and yeah. an extension cord, <laughs> so I could amplify Double. the blonde tips. Uh, yeah. Sun in, yeah. yes. Yep. That so, was a thing. So all that natural hair product—that's what led to the juice track. Yeah. <laughs> So we met, we met when we were like 11 playing soccer. You were at a neighboring elementary school. We'd, we'd hang out. Um, high school, went to the same high school, and that's where we kind of started working together, right? Yeah, yeah. Our first business was in grade nine. Me and Zach would mass spam every skateboard and snowboard company in North America requesting free stickers. We'd receive these free stickers, we'd put them in a photo album, and then resell the stickers. So it was the first time we ever had a business that was 100% profit. Amazing. Okay, we were scam artists. Yeah. <laughs> I even remember once we emailed a company that made concrete for skateboard ramps, and they yeah. were like, guys, we're just a concrete company. And I was like, oh, I think we've gone too far. <laughs> it's all good. You got stickers? Yeah. Yeah, we literally would sit in like the lunchroom, or whatever it's called, the cafeteria, and we'd have this like book of stickers, and people would line up to buy. Because like, skateboard stickers were popular back then, and oh, they were yeah. like, 10 to 15 dollars at the skate shop and we we're selling ours for like a dollar to two dollars amazing so we were getting lunch money yeah it was great that's so good that was like when remember when there's like one or two kids in high school and they're like dad or mom had the cd burner oh yeah and then like Burn. that 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 kid was like the cd dealer yeah <laughs> oh man and like napster and stuff oh so you like ha- if you had internet access and like yeah. a burner you were making bank totally. out of your locker yeah, yeah. And I, stickers i hadn't seen that one i think we were still dial up but who what's the first name you think of when you think of burning cds I stole Jackie Ho's <laughs> Michael Lee. This is going we're the legitimate beginnings. Yeah. Shout, shout out, out to our sponsor. Shout out to yeah. <laughs> Napster. Napster. <laughs> <laughs> so we sold stickers for free and uh, our first legitimate time working together would in the summers we'd work at my dad's business together. Yeah, I think when I was thirteen I started for my first summer there. Yeah. Cool. What did your dad do, Zach? So my dad had a architectural cast glass business, which might sound kind of confusing, but basically um, it's like structural formed glass that kind of has diff- takes different forms for uh, exteriors of buildings or interiors. So uh, jobs kind of at the time all around the world, like from the States to the Middle East to Europe. And uh, we started making brochures and sample sets yeah. first. Just the two of us for eight hours a day, oh, nice. locked in like a corner of a big building. Oh man! We used to, we used to have Windex spray fights where we would take Windex bottles <laughs> yep. and we would turn them so it was like a straight the shot, stream. and then we would set up bases and then we would just shoot each other all day. So working hard. We worked yeah, really hard. Worked really hard. <laughs> Everyone loved us though. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah. Are they scared to? Yeah, maybe they're scared because your dad. They're getting blasted, yeah. get blasted by Windex. They're getting blasted by Windex, yeah. Amazing. So you're working for your dad, Zach. Yeah. And then you guys, obviously, friends already, but then spending yep. all this time together in yeah. cramped quarters. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, working, we actually, shooting Windex we actually pretty much, I think, from 13 till 22, 20, yeah. worked every summer together. Amazing. Yeah. So even when I went away to UVic for school, every summer I'd come back and I would work with Zach and his dad's company. Crazy. So yeah, we started off with Windex Wars, but by the time we'd <laughs> finished working at my dad's place, like Ryan was project managing some of his biggest jobs and I was kind of wearing different hats from production to going on the road and uh, working trade shows. And um, so we, we learned at a really young age um, just the dynamics of working together, working with a partner, mm. um, what skills Ryan had versus what skills I had, and they kind of meshed really well from from a young age. So um, even when we were young, we were always spitballing business ideas, whether it was how to get free stickers or, you know, we always thought we had, like a lot of young kids, you know, you think like, oh, this is what the world needs, and we were just always brainstorming different ideas, and eventually, I mean, the the story that we don't often tell because the 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 full kind of picture for the juice truck happened while we were traveling, but the idea kind of originally formulated when we were working at my dad's uh, factory or where um, production facility. Um, it was Railtown, which is now kind of 
you know, a mixed gentrified area in East Van, uh, but at the time it was, um, you know, a very mixed uh, demographic and there was no food down there. There was no JJ Bean or uh, any of the kind of trendy cafeterias that you find down there now. So um, we were both really into our, our, our sports, the soccer and rugby and basketball, and we wanted health food when we were down there. And there really wasn't anything. So we kind of first imagined not so much a juice truck, but a way that um, a food truck could come down to these these um, places where lots of people work and uh, bring healthy food options to kind of either underserved or um, areas where health food's not accessible. Right. So that was kind of like the first idea of, of a food truck, not necessarily juice, but yeah. it was brainstormed while we were probably cleaning glass or yeah, yeah. something like that. <laughs> Feeling hungry. Yeah. Feeling hungry, yeah. 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 Glass is heavy. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. So, and then you talked a little bit about like your different skill sets and stuff. So why don't we just unpack that a little bit? Who does what? Like often we see juice truck and we think like Zach and Ryan, or if you, if you don't know or haven't known until now, you guys are the, the guys behind the whole operation. So what, um, how does it work in like, in like a sentence or two, or even if you can reduce it to like a word or two? Like who mm. who does what or what's responsibilities or roles? What would you say? I say Zach's more of like the thought man, and I'm more of like the implementer of his thoughts. Yep, that's T- how we kind of divide our roles. Tells me which thoughts are good. Yeah. And which ones are bad. <laughs> that's a bad thought. Don't ever think yeah. that again. We're not gonna do that. Nice. <laughs> yeah, like I think like Zach's background. He he went to Emily Carr uh, for painting, and obviously like working under his dad for more of a creative side. Right. Kind of enveloped his his expansion for all these ideas when it comes to the juice truck and you know I worked like Zach said more on the actual like project managing when I worked for his dad's glass company so I worked more on like the tangible like getting stuff done right so I think when we actually decided to start the company it was like quite an easy division on our responsibilities right from the beginning right and yeah. you guys had worked together for so long and like been friends you yeah, knew yeah. Totally. yeah so was it like explicit or was it just kind of implicit uh, like when you started okay I'm just gonna do these things because these are my strengths or was there I'd say like implicit yeah, it followed pretty naturally, pretty yeah. quickly. Yeah, I agree. Um, like, we didn't define the roles at first because we were all doing a little bit of everything, but just Ryan was naturally good at that, and I was naturally good at this, and it kind of just was unspoken. Eventually, we put words to it and yeah. um, kind of more officially went in separate directions with how we kind of run the business, but uh, yeah, it was pretty, pretty natural. Yeah, cool. Okay, okay, so let's back up a little bit from, yeah. like, how things were running and how, yeah. tell us, you, you talked a little bit about it, Zach, like, working the idea, formulated when you were hungry, working for your yeah. for your dad down there in Railtown before it was, like, the place that we all know and love now is Railtown, where you yeah. can get all kinds of delicious things and treats and snacks and, like, oh, yeah. vegan, gluten-free, you know, to whatever yeah. you want to eat down there. Yeah. Um, so, so from that moment, kind of imagining, okay, most likely there was this path where you guys were going to collaborate and do something together. Yeah. So, yeah, give us the story. How did it come to be that it was yeah. the juice truck? So I had just, you know, when I was 22, I had just finished uh, school in, at University of Victoria, and I rolled my LSATs to go to law school. Zach had just graduated Emily Carr, and, you know, there was obviously a vision where we would probably take over his dad's company. I think I would work more on the production side. Zach would eventually fall under his dad's uh, role and responsibility. And we decided, okay, maybe before we take that leap, we wanted to kind of experience the world. So we actually worked for a whole year. I kind of put law school on the back burner. Um, we saved up as much money as we could, and we decided over some random night at a bar in Steveston. Yeah, uh, the buck. The, the buck. buck is oh, like, man, yeah. just a stone right throw from the corner. Here. Yeah, yeah. shout out to the buck. Yeah, <laughs> Unofficial sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's our first sponsor. Making air quote yeah. dreams <laughs> come true. Yeah. <laughs> If you know the buck, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, keep going. Yeah, we had a friend. We had Zach had a friend, friend who had mentioned that they had gone to Nepal and had done a whole bunch of hiking oh, and yeah, trekking. And he was right. like, I "Oh, like we part. should totally go to Nepal." And we were like, "I was like, okay, like I, you know, I think on a whim, but I was also like, you know, didn't know too much about it as a country, and we knew we wanted to spend time away, and we wanted to make sure that our money would go as far as we could. Right. So we worked for the whole year, kind of put a loose, loose plan together where we had an open-ended ticket. We were getting ourselves to Kathmandu, and then a year later, we had a flight home from Amsterdam. So somehow along the way, we would end up in Amsterdam. So we left, I think, September September Um, 2009. 2009. Um, 
one big compromise for us is that we were going to miss the Winter Olympics. So oh, we'll get yeah. into that later because we knew we were going to miss the Olympics here in Vancouver. But we started off uh, in Kathmandu, and we fortunately made really good friends with when we got to the airport, it was just all these tuk-tuk drivers, uh, you know, being like, oh, come, come, I'll take you into Kathmandu. And we met this guy named Shanker, and he became a really good friend. And so our, our three months experience in, in Nepal had a lot to do with this guy named Shanker. Cool. So we did a couple, like, amazing treks with uh, his company. He had, like, a trekking Swan, company. Swan Valley Treks. Yeah, so we went to our first big hike we did was uh, the Annapurna Circuit, yeah. Annapurna Circuit, which is an amazing experience. Um, kind of had bought all our trekking gear before knowing that that was obviously going to be a part of our experience but it I think for at least myself and probably for you it was far better than I ever imagined uh, mm. yeah every day I still dream of going back yeah me and Zach will casually s- send each other videos of mountains probably every couple of days <laughs> like this is the next mountain we have oh, to do that's yeah awesome. so we, we did that and then you know at the end of the trip we decided to go to uh, base camp in Everest as well and it was also part of that like adventure experience where we realized that maybe like you know coming into the year of travels we weren't sure if we both wanted to fall in line and sort of work for a company we thought maybe we would try something ourselves and part of the real light bulb moment was as we were doing the annapurna range we were stuck in a village called minang the snowfall was huge and you don't really leave to make the next day's trip until the yaks make the trail for you okay because the snow is just too high right so we ended up getting snowed in for a couple of days there old school snowplow yeah yeah, yeah, yeah old school <laughs> snowplow. snowplow and yeah. so we were hanging out just in this village this really small village and we saw the locals were drinking this uh vibrant orange drink um and we were like oh what is that and they were like oh it's sea buckthorn and sea buckthorn is a berry that's grown at this high altitude um in the himalayas and there's not a ton of nutrient-dense foods that are able to grow at that altitude. Right. So this is like a huge important part of their culture and, there's, and these villages, right. and they rely on it. So we tried it, and it was like a really tart, sour, sort of like orangey tasting. And we were like, oh, this is so cool. This is something that's no, I've never heard of. I'm not sure how many people in North America have heard of this juice before. And it was yeah. a little bit of a light bulb moment where we were like, wow, it's so cool, A to C these like incredible like fruits and what they're able to do for these communities but also like oh like you know it'd be cool to bring something like that back to Canada if it's if you know if it's not there yet so that spitball moment kind of stayed with us throughout the rest of the trip and then we ended up after Nepal in India and that's where we sort of discovered the sort of community aspect around juice okay Um, Zach and Echo on this juice cart stance yeah as we as we traveled so following the Seabuck Thorn we just you know, we really jammed on that sea buckthorn for a while and just how inspired we were to discover this this natural wellness that we'd never heard of. So it kind of made us curious to find what different communities were having for their natural health and wellness as we traveled. So it kind of became, you know, a point of discovery uh, as, as we adventured. So in, in India, we got really into the, the juice carts. It's kind of like um, almost like Starbucks is here. It was just like a gathering place. You'd see the same locals there every day. Uh, it was really a friendly, uh, welcoming, you know, community that would go to these these juice carts. And um, you know, we found we were drinking this juice every day, and we just found that we were feeling good. We weren't getting sick, and we had lots of energy. And um, you know, as we we traveled, we started to explore the Ayurvedic food in India. Mm. And, and uh, what we would call different superfoods, but they'd probably just call it food. Right. Uh, um, so yeah. I remember when everyone's like, have you heard of this new thing called quinoa? Yeah. Or like, quinoa? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Thanks. Exactly. Yeah, like, superfood. Yeah. People are like, yo, we've been eating this yeah. for centuries. Yeah. Yeah. And in India, that's the case. You know, like Ayurvedic medicine, or, or the, the practice of Ayurvedic wellness is thousands of years old. So, right, yeah. you know, all these things that were like shiny and new to us, and and relatively new to the Western world had been kind of in practice and um, you know more studies behind it because it's so so ancient um, you know things with words that we thought were so fancy like ashwagandha or shilajit and we're like oh my god it sounds so like almost mystic you yeah. know just saying these words um, you know which obviously there is meaning and to to the words uh, behind these foods but uh, it was just such an adventure trying all these things and seeing what what gave us energy or made us feel good or, mm-hmm. um, you know, what, what didn't. And, um, you know, as we, as we traveled, we just kept trying different things. Um, 
and we kept going back to the juice carts, like whether it was in India or countries that we traveled after that, um, that idea just kind of stayed in our head and, and um, it started to grow of how we could how we could do something similar back home. And um, that was kind of the origins of the, the conversations that we'd had that would lead to us starting the juice truck when we got back. And we kind of came up with sort of the name when we were traveling and I had ended up my trip uh, a little bit longer because I had gone to the World Cup in South Africa and, just as ending, Zach sent me an article um, uh, from I think the Georgia Strait, yeah. saying that food carts, uh, food trucks, were going to be finally allowed in the city of Vancouver. Right. Yeah, yeah. So that was kind of like a little bit serendipitous. We're like, well, that's so cool. Like, that our city of Vancouver is actually going to do it. And kind of going back to our experience in Railtown, where we really wanted this idea of like a mobile thing, dropping off healthy food. We were like, okay, like maybe a truck makes the most sense. Yeah. yeah. We, we imagined a food. Funny enough, like we imagined yeah. a food truck before food trucks were a thing. We we're yeah. just like, this would be. Like maybe our vision didn't have like a cutout window, but it was like a service truck that went around to all these yeah. different communities. So it was like, like Ryan said, super serendipitous that as our trip ended and we spent this year kind of discovering all these juices and, and different, uh, you know, healthy foods and whatnot, that, um, you know, our vision of a food truck, now we come home and Vancouver announces that food trucks are a thing in Vancouver and we're like, okay. This like, is the timing. Yeah, this yeah. is the And I think part of it was, you know, we were still only about 24 at that time, so we, we obviously had no money, so we just traveled, mm -hmm. and so we kind of felt that starting a food truck felt a little bit lower risk than right. opening up a brick-and-mortar location. Yeah. Like, we kind of had this idea, well, if this doesn't work, we'll just work for Cactus it's Club. Just, it's just a truck, yeah. Yeah, like, it, it kind of gave us a little yeah. bit more vote of confidence, because okay. I didn't feel like we were taking out a huge amount of debt. Right. So it was a little bit easier. Like to, a smaller beginning. Yeah, yeah, right. it seemed a little bit less yeah. nerve-wracking to do it. Cool. So we pretty much spent about eight to 10 months kind of working on a business plan and then putting together the truck. Okay. And we kind of hired an amazing branding company at the start, which was kind of like, really helped kind of envision what the juice truck could be right. a little bit, even though it was just a truck in Gaston at that time, they yeah. were helped, they really kind of put together an amazing brand for us. So we launched in July? July, 2011. Yeah. We were late, our, our business was kind of ready, but being sports fans, that was the Canucks run to the Stanley hey, Cup Finals. And we just, just kept delaying. derailed our <laughs> yeah, yeah. launch plans because we were so yeah. immersed in every every win the, was like another week delay yeah, for the business. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> next week. We'll launch next week. Yeah. And a, a huge component of our business plan. So our, our original location for the truck was at Abbott Water Street in okay. Town. And the reason we actually chose that location is we had this whole idea that the truck would, you know, serve during the day, but the real essence of what we were going to do would be at night for hangover helpers. Like, we wanted to be in Gaston for Friday and Saturday right. nights to go out there from, like, 10 p.m. to 3 in the morning, because yeah. we were also like, man, every time we went out late at night, I was like, I didn't always want pizza, I wanted a smoothie. Like, yeah. you know, I wanted something healthy, so we were like, oh, it's going to be amazing. We're going to be, like, this one really unique concept that's going to be, like, serving this, like, nighttime crowd. So I think the second week we ever started the truck, we did like a Saturday night, yeah, all hyped up and ready. Yeah, and yeah, it was after <laughs> after we'd worked, you know, a full day with the normal service of the truck. We went back to the commissary, cleaned it, restocked it, and we're like, "This is it. This is yeah. our first. Like, this was half of our business plan was doing like a hangover menu. Yeah, um, and we got there, and yeah. Like, no one knew what cold-pressed juice was. There was no cold-pressed juice in Canada yet at this right. point. Okay, so, amazing. Um, like, our juices were $8, <laughs> and they were being... Or $7 at the time, I think, yeah. and it was being compared to, like, you know, Fruitopia or, like... Um, like Or, like, just, you know, the juice boxes that you get at a grocery store, like, concentrate, yeah, uh, pasteurized, sugary stuff. So people were like, $7, like, you get a juice box for, like, forty-nine. <laughs> yeah. So especially when people are like, you know, have been out partying and drinking, yeah, yeah. like seven dollars. Mind you, I just paid eight dollars for a Jager bottle. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. So you know, people were getting into fights outside the juice truck. Yeah, and yeah. it was, was mo it was mostly uh, girls getting mad at their boyfriends for, for not wanting to spend seven dollars on juice. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> so so yeah, we got back. You know, it was like a night of just watching. Like when you're. We were 24 at the time, so we still, you know, partied a little bit. And um, when you're fully sober trying to run a business, <laughs> yeah. and, like, it feels like you're just in a zombie fest, you know? Like, yeah. And you're trying to convince these zombies to spend $7 <laughs> yeah. to, to buy some juice. Do something good for their bodies yeah. after a night of yeah, yeah. debauchery. So we got, by the time we cleaned the truck, it was, like, 4 a.m. 4 a.m., and then we were back at it the next morning at, like, 
seven or something like that. And I remember like we both got back after like an hour of sleep and we're like, we're never doing a night shift again. <laughs> Just like that, half our business plan went it. out the window. Yeah, <laughs> like, I think that was the we didn't do it again. We never right? only did it once. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, so, it's too much. Yeah. yeah. So we have flexible beginnings where we are ready to pivot the business on uh, one night's bad yeah. sleep. Yeah. But I think, I, I mean, that, that's that's a great story. That's so funny. And it's, it's funny because there's a few juices now, like yeah. the remedy. Yes. Right? That's and from like, the original menu. Yeah, yeah. And like that would be, you know, I've heard, right? Yeah. From, not from experience, not from personal experience. Of course not. But from other, other uh, people's stories that that one really helps after, you know, maybe a few too many yep. drinks the night yep. before. You slam a remedy yep. in the morning and like, yep. you're feeling pretty good. And that was like when Coke water first came onto the scene so we had all these drinks yeah. Like, yeah. with with you know organic co- local cocoa not local organic coconut water yeah um that were like you know this will make you feel good in the morning yeah <laughs> maybe like i don't know if our podcasts are going to be like the kind of podcast that last swearing but it'd be like fuck you seven dollars <laughs> yeah, yeah and then but then the next the, the funny thing is like the next morning when you're hungover seven dollars is a small price to pay to be feeling yeah. better right like yeah. yeah why did i just buy it yeah yeah but i think it's really cool because like the origin of that like like you say half your business plan yeah. in one kind of like terrible shift where you're like this is not yeah. this. this is not gonna work <laughs> yeah. but you like threw it away and said okay like how are we gonna how are we gonna come back or whatever yeah and i mean i know just living through this last three four months now of like covid season or whatever it is we're calling it this the covid life we've been in yeah and how as a business like you we've had to kind of make these pivots to say okay like a big part of the business plan was having people into the brick and mortar places um and like sitting and hot lunch and different menu items that have expanded because of the the nature and the trajectory of the the juice truck to it almost being more like back to the truck days yeah. when literally like people are coming up and it's window service and yeah, we're like exactly. sticking our arm out the yeah. window like passing out a, a fresh juice or whatever. Totally. Um, but like so in the way that you've like pivoted to create, you're also like pivoting through like this time and sustaining and even growing and coming up with like new ideas. Totally. So I think that like it's it's worth noting that that early thing, as easy as it could be like, oh man, that was a failure. Yeah. Like it, it set culture, right? It set the DNA of the juice truck to be like, you know, we're dynamic, we're gonna react and respond and like, yeah. and also to be honest, to be like, we're not gonna do things that don't work for us. Yeah. Which I think is cool because a lot of people will just say, well, this seems like we, we gotta stick to our plan or this is what other people are doing and it seems to work. Um, but not not being afraid to say, oh, okay, that was that like not work. a good idea, that didn't work, and yeah, yeah. Let's, let's create something new. I think we both acknowledged that we were not business leaders. We were 24-year-old kids. <laughs> yeah. We didn't really know what we were doing. Yeah. So it was easy to say, oh, that didn't work, or this was yeah. working. We, yeah. were like, I held, we had both had no ego about like our decision-making. Everything yeah. was an experiment, yeah. and you know, if something worked, we were great. If it didn't work, we were just as quick to yeah. move on from it yeah. as, you know, the things that did work. Yeah. What well, is like um, the strength of your team, right? With someone, Ryan, like you can implement ideas like relatively quickly and like think strategically about them. And Zach is like a wealth of ideas, right? Every yeah. time I talk to the guy, he's like, here's, I got yeah. five new plans for your life. I'm like, oh man, I'm still working on the last four. Like, like what are you doing? Like this podcast is Zach's dream and his idea. And I'm just here for the ride. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to yeah. make his make sure, come true. To make sure it's accurate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> as, as a side note, I've been, I mean, we all are. Everyone loves podcasts. But ever since I, like, first tuned into a podcast, probably the Ritual podcast, I was like, oh, that's, <laughs> that's the life. I want to just talk to interesting people and totally. and uh, immerse myself with that kind of surrounding. And, uh, yeah, shout out to Ritual. <laughs> best, best podcast out there. <laughs> yeah. If you haven't checked it out, check it out. Peace and plants. Yep. Um, okay, cool. So we've had the initial kind of, like, launch You've had your first failure as a business, yeah. <laughs> which in many ways was a victory because you never had to deal yeah. with all the uh, the people stumbling out of like the Blarney Stone or whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So then let's talk about what what happens next. Like, you created the menu. Did you guys create the menu together? What, how did that all go? Yeah. So we spent months at because uh, we just got back from traveling. We we're back living with our parents, so we spent uh, months testing recipes at, at my parents' kitchen. And um, we would just get together. We, we treated it like a job. We'd get together in the morning, um, and we'd literally test juices and smoothies for like eight hours, and we'd write down every single juice. We'd take notes and be like, you know, what worked, what didn't work. We'd retweak them. And then eventually, we had, we had this like black book where we wrote everything down, and we'd kind of 
score them and whatnot. And we had a list of ones that we thought were, were good. So we started having focus groups. And we'd try to have a different kind of crowd. Our goal was to be inclusive for, for everyone and, and, you know, not be... At that time, like, juice bars were kind of typecasted to, like, more of the, the fringe or hippie crowd. So we really wanted to create something that was for everybody, whether you were a shirt and tie, a yogi, um, you know, wherever you, you came from, we wanted our, our business to be welcoming. Um, so we started with different focus groups with, you know... Old people, young people, uh, athletic people, people that didn't have movement as part of their life, um, from all sorts of different backgrounds. And uh, when we do these focus groups, we just you know bring all the juice and all the smoothies, and um, we would have them all scored on little cue cards, and then we talk about them as a group. So we did probably like six or seven of those, um, and uh, you know we talk about what cold pressed juice was because we needed to you know, practice on the education part because mm -hmm. it was something new. Uh, we talk about vegan food because there wasn't a lot of vegan food or, or much of any vegan food in Vancouver at the time. And uh, from, you know, people's feedback, we created uh, an initial menu. And uh, some of those items are still on the menu. Yeah. The almost chocolate and the strawberry coconut, and the remedy. Um, and really... Um, you know, we had that initial idea of, of the recipes we wanted to launch with, but we were really a request line. Um, as customers, you know, would come and tell us what they wanted, we just, the little truck was our little science lab, and we'd just right. be trying, whenever customers went there, we were trying new recipes and new ingredients. Yeah. That was probably the most creative time as a yeah. business. Like, we were coming up with new stuff, like, every day. We even had customers bring, like, Malibu liquor. And be like, hey, can you make me that yeah. smoothie? But can you put this liquor inside Amazing. of it for me? Like, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we really took all requests. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Yeah. Custom smoothies. Yeah. Secret menu. Inclusive to all the customers. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good. I think it's really interesting, too, just like listening to this. Like, I've known some, some parts of the story, obviously, from knowing you guys and, and being involved. But even just hearing some of this, it's like, there's some new insights, which I think is really cool. Um, but one of the things I was thinking is, like, it's, it's really rad how... Like you say, the timing for the juice truck was like really serendipitous. Like this trip, the experience you had with the, what was the what was the the thorn? Yeah, Seabuck thorn. Seabuck thorn, and like experiencing these like new tastes and new juice, and yeah. like what that does for you, how it makes you feel. And now, like many of us, especially living in like more urban areas, like kind of take for granted. Like we have all this like access to these yes. supplements and like yeah. superfoods or just regular yeah. foods. Yeah, but. Um, that at a time when people didn't know, yeah. right? And like like you say, veganism and like drinking vegetables was like really fringe totally. and maybe seen as like more granola or yeah. like, oh, why would you do that? Like that can't taste good, right? Yeah. Even this morning, I was literally yeah. walking in with my kids and I, I had a green smoothie in a glass jar and a lady's like, oh, that looks way too healthy. There's no way it can <laughs> yeah. taste good. Yeah. And I'm like, it tastes so good. And she's like, I don't believe you. And I'm like, oh man, there's this still you know, kind of persisting myth. Yeah. But for the most part, right, that, that healthy food is so good. Oh, yeah. And, like, it tastes good and you feel good. And just to hear, like, things like coconut water was, like, new on the scene. Yeah. And, like, Ayurvedic medicine and practices, like, through food, it's like, people are like, what is this? Totally. And, and really, like, not to, you know, you guys would be too humble to say it, but I'll say it, like, Juice Truck and you two were on, like, the cutting edge of introducing that to Vancouver, which... Vancouver is pretty well known as like a healthy lifestyle community. Yeah. And I think that's large in part to, to businesses like yourselves, right? And, and the, the leadership that you brought into that scene saying, we don't just need another, I love tacos, but we don't just need like another taco <laughs> yeah. truck or another like burger joint or whatever to say, here's something that is like good yeah. and good for you. Like, yeah, there was a lot of education, because we were really Canada's first cold pressed juice bar. And there was at that time, maybe New York and LA had couple but that was about it right like the educational standpoint for customers who'd come and be like oh what's cold pressed juice was just massive yeah like no one really knew what it was yeah and in fact the only people that ever knew were being tourists who were from la or new york yeah and yeah, they'd be whoa cool this. you and make cold pressed juice and it and we were still now and at that time for sure one of the only companies in like north america that made it per order right so most cold pressed juice was you know just made bottled. bottled and sold as a bottle yeah. we were allowing customers to get cold pressed juice made on the spot Fresh. which we still do now and that's still super rare. And so I think it was like, A, for those people from LA and New York that saw it, they were like, well, that's so cool. I didn't even know this was possible. Yeah. And for people in Vancouver, that just kind of became the norm because that's just all we were doing was right. making it come to the window. You could 
pick off our menu, you could customize it, we make it for you. It took a little bit longer than most juices. So that was a big thing. The timing, yeah. the time it takes to make a little to make a cold press juice was, you know, customers wanted it right away. It took a little bit longer. So right. we were fortunate that I think being gas down had a great community at that time. We were able to kind of educate everyone. Yeah. And there was a couple yoga studios right around, and that made a huge difference for our business. Like right. I think, you know, the first couple months were good, and then, you know, there was two yoga instructors in the area who kind of really, like, took our took the juice to heart and would show up in classes uh, with our with juice truck. Amazing. And I think it made, like, a huge difference, right? Yeah, that was kind of the first thing that, where our business started to get some traction. The Megan Curry, uh, one of the yoga teachers, and Rebecca Walker and Ellie Maz, they kind of championed the juice truck and they would show up at their classes drinking green juice and they'd right. tell all their students um, about, you know, the amazing benefits of cold-pressed juice. Yeah. Right. They did a lot of the work for us. That's amazing. After yeah. the classes, you know, because they were such great yoga teachers and, and great people, people wanted to, you know, do what they were doing. So right. uh, a lot of their students would come to the juice truck and that was, like, kind of our first traction. It was, and it was great seeing, like, because green juice wasn't a thing, people would have green juice and they'd make a face and they'd be like, oh, like, taste, taste, like you said, taste healthy, like, yeah. kind of being a negative connotation of like, it tastes terrible, but it must be good for yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then they'd feel the, the benefits of, of drinking that green juice and they'd quickly, their palate would change and, um, you know, the, the health benefits of getting all these vegetables into their, their bodies through juice and smoothies, uh, they'd, they'd feel the benefits and, They'd go from making the taste healthy to coming back for you know three or four a day. Yeah, um, that transition would happen pretty quickly, and it yeah. was it oh, was yeah. fun seeing like green juice being that kind of like that funny face juice to quickly becoming our most popular. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's like it's so funny, right? Most people, if you if you liken it to like another thing, right? Most yeah. people's first taste of beer is like, yeah. oh, yeah. why would <laughs> anyone drink this? Yeah, yeah, totally. And then it's like maybe we should like keep doing that because it's like it's really it's it's good, yeah. but it's not good for you. Yeah, right, and then. People, when we drink, like the deep green, is it got? It's got like two pounds of veggies in it. Right? Yeah. And so you literally have a, a sixteen ounce cup of juice. Yeah. With two pounds, it's like the biggest salad you've ever seen, right? <laughs> yeah. And you're drinking this, and it tastes so good. It's like actually sweet tasting. Yeah. Like, but it's just mentally like getting over that block of totally. like we have this interesting thing we do in our society where if it it's healthy it like can't be as good yes. and that's such a weird myth that still persists but like yeah. we're starting to break it down and like you say these these kind of influence like influencers and influential people or people we look up to yoga teachers and you know people in our circles that are living a life of like wellness yeah. and they, they you know you're at their yoga practice because you want to be better as like you know have flexibility or just be stronger and healthier and they show up with this like it's you're like oh well maybe that will help me like yes. you know hold my hold my like whatever plank pose for longer or <laughs> yeah. something or just like yeah Ali Maz is a cool cat like I want to be like her so I'm gonna go get this like juice yeah. here and yeah it's really cool to see how like that those circles of wellness like reinforce one another yeah and I think that that's that's cool and it kind of ties into uh, I, I want to talk about this but before um, it ties into community yeah but I think before we jump there uh, there might be some people like who are listening that are you know love the juice truck and drink the juices but maybe like don't fully understand why cold pressed juice is better mm. and I know for me like it was a, a thing that I learned when I kind of kind of got onboarded with the yeah. company yeah and I knew like in some sense why it was better but like unpack so okay. first in Canada so awesome you know like one of a few even in North America yeah. which is like pretty amazing when you think about it so why maybe why is it so rare but then like what is the benefit like why cold pressed so yeah so the original cold press machine was developed in the 1930s by a doctor who was treating cancer patients and wanted to find the best way to extract the most amount of uh, vitamins and nutrients from fruits and vegetables, but in a way that was easy to consume. So he developed this machine. It's you know it's kind of the size of two shoe boxes. On one side, it kind of triturates the fruits and vegetables. Um, it doesn't use any heat during that triturating process, which is just kind of making it into a mush. And it falls into a cloth bag. And then you have on the right side of it two tons of pressure and it essentially is pressing the cloth bag. So during that extraction process where the cell walls of the fruits and vegetables are breaking apart, there's no heat involved again at that moment. So you're separating the vitamins and nutrients that are locked in from the fiber, and you end up getting a juice that is only fruits, vegetables, nutrients, all that stuff, but no fiber content in it. So you're limiting the fiber, obviously easier to digest for certain people, and that's how you get this like maximized 
nutrient dense juice. Okay. Yeah. So like the the juicer that maybe like some of us bought when we on like January second. Yeah. We were doing the health kick and it's got like the big blade that yeah. spins oh, like yeah. and you push your juices through. So like that's different. Just because air and oxygen are the two things that kills and heat and heat kills those phytonutrients. Yeah. So those juices at home, you know, if you consume it right away, you know, you may be retaining it, an okay portion of it, but you're not retaining all of it because okay. it's heating during that process when it's triturating and going in circles really, really hot, all this high heat's increasing. Right. So you're losing a lot of those vitamins and nutrients. Okay. So that's really so, the benefit of having cold pressed over those machines. Right. It's, it's the healthiest juice possible, like uh, extraction way to, to yeah. make juice. And we, we really put it to a test. We, you know, we had one of the traditional centrifugal juicers, as they call it, and we would kind of compare both how we felt and the flavor and the yield, and, and it just really didn't compare, mostly on, on, on how we felt. Like, you're just getting the maximum amount of nutrients and vitamins and phytonutrients. So yeah. um, if you're investing in your health, it's, it's the, the best juice that you can have for your for your health yeah and also having a juicer at home is just a huge pain uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> right like I've totally. done it I have one but it's like the rotary one and yeah the last time I did it was just like straight celery right yeah and like the, the celery juice it's been all the rage yes. for a while now but um, I was drinking it at juice truck and then I was like oh man I should just like make some so I bought, bought a bunch of celery like fresh it was like really nice yeah. looking celery ran it through the machine at home and it like it honestly it did not taste as good so yeah. even like eagle from a nutrient perspective not yeah. as good and then the taste i was like it doesn't yeah the flavor is a little crisper sharper like more full-bodied yeah um funny enough like i got my first juicer at the old general store here in steveston in oh, high no school way. i used to i used to like um have a hard time falling asleep in high school and i'd always just leave the infomercials on because they're so boring that i'd just pass out yeah and the juice man was always playing um I can't remember his Jacqueline. name. Was it Jack? It was Jacqueline. So. The, the old guy that could like pull cars <laughs> yeah. with his, oh, yeah. with his brute strength at like 80 years <laughs> <Yeah>. old. And <laughs> it was all because of the juice he drank. So they had one of his juicers at the at the thrift store. And I was like, oh, that's the juice man that puts me to sleep every night. <laughs> so I bought the juicer for like $2 or whatever it was. Come on. And I took like all my parents' produce and like threw it in there and just like started making the nastiest juices. Like I didn't even know this is how like unaware I was of juicing I'd like throw the oranges in with the peel and I'd be like why is this juice so bitter like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. kind of peel it first but that was the uh, my first uh, juicer my first juicer yeah. so I was back in high school yeah okay so, so like started, an interest in like health and wellness has been yeah yeah like originally through sports like, like yeah. we both played a lot of basketball and soccer and I just wanted to like fuel myself with you know the best nutrients so that I could recover faster or, you know play harder and and um, I had an uncle on the island that had funny enough he had a juice bar in the 90s so he kind of like turned me on to juicing and cool the benefits yeah uncle Ron uncle Ron shout out to shout uncle, out Ron. uncle Ron the original the original juice man yeah so good okay uh, yeah that's good because I think some people right not always knowing the difference between cold For press sure. and why like you chose to go that way and yeah. so it's yeah, I think that's that's awesome and helpful and so yeah if you've ever wondered and been like shy to ask there you go cold pressed juice yep. is the way to go yep. um, for maximum health and uh, retaining all those important vitamins and minerals um, another key component I think obviously the juice truck is yep. uh, it is a business it's we're, we're all about like selling juice smoothies and delicious like healthy plant-based vegan food um, but that's only like one kind of side of it. The other side is the, the community that's created around it. And you, Zach, you alluded to it a little bit earlier with some of your early um, like adapters, people who were like bought into the juice truck and, and loved it. And then were like, you know, uh, just promoting you guys and the business and the juice just because they loved it. Um, but I think that's been a big part of, of the juice truck story. And I know that's like how I even got involved was yeah. just through like friendship and, and connection. So do you want to unpack a little bit of how community has like played a role even from those early days seeing yeah. it in, in um, Kathmandu and stuff yeah for sure yeah it always seemed second nature for us growing up in the smaller town in, in Steveston here like there's always community events whether they were community dances or events like it was just part of how we grew up being part of the Steveston neighborhood um, so when we launched the the truck um, you know collaboration and community just seemed one second nature 
um, but something that we're both really passionate about, so we wanted to make part of the business. Um, and part of that was we wanted the business to be a filter for things that we, we loved beyond just the product. So um, how could we work a, work a ton and, and pursue this passion? Uh, it'd be a lot easier if we were including you know, the full picture of things that we were passionate about. So community, collaboration, so right from the beginning, you know, we started hosting movie nights and, and pop-up vegan dinners at yoga studios and stuff like that. Um, like um, when we started, what was our first movie? The the, the Juice Man guy? The um, the Australian guy? Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. The guy who partnered with Breville. Oops. Yeah, he partnered yeah. with Breville. Um, anyway, this guy, it's an obvious name. Everybody will know what we're talking about. We'll put it in the show notes. There you go. Show notes. Now we have to do show notes. We have to do show notes. Um, he travels around and people do juice cleanses and it kind of changes their life. Um, and it's just like, he's a, a really entertaining um, host. Um, so we started, um, should we look up what the movie's called? Um, so we started showing that movie and Forks Over Knives and other movies that were kind of about healthy living. And um, just to kind of better facilitate the message um, that we were trying to, what's it called? Fat, sick, and nearly dead. Yeah, okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, it's on Netflix, yeah, I think, God. if you want to watch it. Yeah, that yeah. was totally gone from my brain. Uh, so, yeah, we're hosting movie nights of Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead, and Forks Over Knives, and other stuff like that. Um, Pop up dinners, and. Cold know, press juice cocktail nights. Cocktail, oh, yeah, cocktail nights where we'd bring the truck and we'd team up with you know, local bars, and we do cocktail nights, and we do yoga events, and we'd bring it to gyms so that we could, you know, create custom juices for after their workouts, and um, that was the fun part. Like, you know, obviously you need to make money to sustain the business, but um, the community and the collaboration was, was like, why we did everything. Mm. Um, and that was the most, you know, it's the most fun we still have, but that was you know, what would kind of get us going every day was like, oh, we got this event tonight or, you know, we're going to have a dinner next week and just the connections we would make with people and, and just kind of taking the, the concept that we had and moving it out of that box and seeing what that could create. Um, like, we were even doing, like, games nights and all sorts of, you know, we were open to trying whatever, whatever we thought was fun. Fun was a bit one of our big filters, so... Right. Um, as long as it was fun in a healthy way, uh, we wanted it to be part of part of our business. Sweet, yeah, and I think it's like reflects even even to today, right? Obviously, like this this time, this current moment we're in with with COVID and stuff has put a damper on like gathering people together. Yeah, yeah. but like just even the online stuff, right? Curating um, an online pop up and yeah. like by means of that is like a, a, another kind of cool pivot for just like on a business front if you're if you're listening and you're interested in like the business side of things like that was a great way to like take advantage of a unique moment that we're in yeah but also like the extension of the pop-up that, that, that I thought reflected juice truck and like kind of the company values and your guys' values so well was that like it was without a doubt a collaborative effort between people within our team right like shout out yeah. to Carly and Lauren for like really yeah. really busting uh, to make that happen and, and a huge success but also to say, hey, we're going to reach out to like all of our kind of friends and like partner companies, other local Vancouver vegan plant-based um, entrepreneurs and businesses, and say we're doing this and we have a platform. Like, partner with us, be part of it, and like, yeah, it's kind of kind of. I love there's that old saying, um, and here we are in like nautical Steveston, but a rising <laughs> tide lifts all boats, right? And yeah. in that moment, in like COVID, when it was like businesses were suffering, suffering, and people, you know, couldn't make money the same way they had like here this was like a moment of you guys like rising the tide and lifting like all of the boats around and I so I think that one that it started out that way with like friends and fun and trying to be involved in different spaces you know that reflected who you guys were and the things you believed in transferred now like even into this moment still still looking to to run and sustain and grow the business but yeah. at the same time like not at the expense of other yeah. people but by bringing them in right yeah we've always, that's an awesome thing to like just shout out for you guys too you. yeah yeah we've always thought collaboration over competition like when we first started the business and you know we kind of had juice to to we were the only cold press cats in town for a few years um but when competition started to arrive um, at first we're like, oh my God, like we need to see what they're doing. <laughs> but we quickly realized that 
you know, there's so much room for everybody in this field, and if we work together, there's something special that can happen versus like really having to check over your shoulder all the time. So we, we became friends with the guys that owned other juice companies, and uh, we stayed friends with a lot of those people. And um, you know, it's it's a lot easier to to navigate this world if you're working together versus kind of worried about what other people are doing. Right. Yeah, a good lesson for, for always, but in some ways, yeah. especially, especially now, yeah. right? Like, A, we're all connected, and B, we actually kind of need each other yeah. Yeah. Like, to, to hang out. And like, yeah. Even if we're just looking at it like in a sense of productivity, if you've got, you know, 24 hours in a day and you spend five of those looking at what your competition's doing, that's five hours that you could have been using towards creativity or towards, you know, doing something positive. Totally. That's going to have, a, you know, a positive net gain for your business or yourself so it's just you know a means of efficiency as well totally yeah well and same same with like the time and energy right yeah energy is the same we only have so much to give yeah and if you're giving you know a a, a section of your intellectual or just like it, whatever whatever kind of energy you're spending wondering worrying stressing over what the other person is doing rather than investing that into like what you can do yeah because we can't we can't really control what other people are going to do yeah. but we can like reinvest that into ourselves and like what's happening in our in our lives is is huge, right? Yeah, and, yeah. Crazy. Anything else we could add? What 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 else uh, have we left over? You'd like to add? I've got a couple like last last little questions, kind of things to throw at you, but ask away. Okay. Well, I think uh, I'm just like trying to feed back to you like what I've heard through the story. So obviously, friends for a long time, um, worked together in various uh, different arenas and ways through sports and working with your dad, Zach, and then um, obviously going on this trip and kind of like choosing adventure over security. Yeah. So I would say I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. Like, what's the next? proverbial or literal uh, mountain that Ooh. like Zach and Ryan are going to climb together is there a, is there like a, something something that is the next adventure over security are we in it like what what would you say is next well like literally speaking we've been chatting about kit too yeah yeah on more literal sense we both really want to go to base camp okay and do K- K2, K2 in Pakistan, Pakistan. amazing yeah. yeah I think part of our thing was you know, travel is such an important part of our lives and it really created the juice truck. Right. So I think it excites us to know what can travel do for the juice truck again or what can ah. it do for another creative outlet. So I think that's an important part of our lives. And, you know, Zach has two kids and, you know, eventually maybe they'll have some kids too. So we're <laughs> trying, to, trying to, like, find yeah. a way <laughs> to still out. do that. Yeah. But, you know, like having the business and raising families. Yeah. Yeah, when we launched, we're like, we'll be able to, yeah. I've got this truck and we'll make a bunch of money in the summer and we'll be able to travel every winter. And yeah. like, we've never gone on a <laughs> <Yeah>. trip since. <laughs> we just watch other people travel on YouTube right. now. Like, yeah. Damn, this is successful. <laughs> yeah, we got to keep this thing running. It's working. But, but we, we dream a lot. And one of our, I, I mean, I'm going to put it out there just to keep us accountable. Mm. Um, we've had this dream of going back to Nepal because Nepal gave so much to us. Um, and we've done various fundraisers to, you know, financially give back to Nepal since, but we'd love to go back with a group of, of people and, you know, curate a, a trip through Nepal yeah. and just see what ideas are born um, from that group and right. from, you know, kind of sharing what we're really, where our, our seeds were, were planted and grew. Mm-hmm. Um just see what happens for other people. That's so, amazing. I'm yeah. in. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. So often, like, we talk a lot about like Vancouver and geography here, right? But so often, geography and location plays a role in in moments that shape us, and and we often need to get out. And like right now, it's we're reminded of how fortunate we are to be able to like travel the world, oh, yeah, especially as things are kind of still, you know, it's uncertain about how and when we would even be able to like yeah. go somewhere far off like that. But um, I think it really puts in perspective the gift that is experiencing like yeah. other cultures and other worlds and stuff and, or, or other people, other people's worlds, how, how they live and stuff. Yeah. Um, Just to allow us in, to welcome us. Right. Um, you know, it's, it's especially in Nepal, like we were just so moved daily by how welcoming like you know you'd walk down the street and you'd end up having lunch at some stranger's house yeah amazing they would be so generous and and just the experience would be so beautiful compared to what we were used to back home like if 
a stranger approached you, you'd be like, what do, you, what do you want? Like, why are you, why are you talking to me? I don't know you. Yeah, your first thought wouldn't be like, hey, come over for lunch. Yeah. yeah. Versus like, you know, you let, when we traveled, we, we, those barriers kind of break down and you're much more open-minded and seeing that a whole culture doesn't have those barriers. They're just welcoming without hesitation. Mm. Um, they were inviting us to weddings all the time. Yeah, <laughs> weddings, <laughs> dinners. Like, we had one, you'll probably, you, I, I know you'll remember this one, Ryan. We were in Sri Lanka and this little boy was just, <laughs> you know, following us everywhere and he was just so funny. He kept dancing and he's like, come to my house for lunch with my family. I want you to meet my family. <laughs> and we're like, you know, we've got no schedule. Yeah, so like, sure. <laughs> sure. Let me check. Yeah, Your parents don't know, but we're going to go. So he, his family made this incredible lunch, impromptu lunch for us and he was obsessed with Michael Jackson and he put on this like, dance show no way yeah. like, and the other traveler that we're with this is like 60 year old guy from Mount Shasta cool guy he's like they just this like 7 year old kid and the 60 year old man were like having a dance off to Michael Jackson in this village in Sri Lanka it was just like you know when you don't have a pretense um, and you're open to like there's so much magic that's just like waiting to happen right? yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah oh that's amazing yeah <laughs> That's why we have to travel again. Yeah, yeah. seriously. Yeah, no, but we are lucky, like, we're blessed to live here in Vancouver. And I think seeing the world at that age allowed us to appreciate Vancouver more and see the landscape that we have here. And, like, mm -hmm. there's so much travel I want to do locally that Haida yeah. Gwaii, I've never, like, one of the wonders of the world I've never right. seen. And, you know, there's so much here. So it, it does, it allows you to change your perspective and, and bring it home. Yeah. And hopefully stay open yeah keep your hearts open totally right and it's amazing that like to kind of tie it together too is like food yeah is what is what the juice truck does yeah but really it does community yeah and really it does a community of people supporting each other to to live like well right yeah. whether that's you're eating healthy or living healthy or just like like you said kind of living Zach with a with a heart open and we get that when we travel like travel kind of breaks us open in a way that's unique and and even in a moment when we can't yeah you think like things like ashwagandha and these yeah. different like practices that we've we've been gifted from you know far off places and these foods and things that are are at first were like weird and we didn't know how to pronounce the words and now we're like kind of household staples for people right yeah. in the west you think like food is the way that like really it literally gets within us yeah but like those those things are so tied to culture and so tied to like the wisdom and experiences of different people from around the world that like through what's on our plate or in our smoothie cup we can start to like see the world through the eyes of the other and i think that especially like now in this moment that's really important and what's beautiful is that what at first was like foreign and different, these smoothie ingredients yeah. are now like regular. Yeah. They're kind of like normal things, you know, for, for people. And to say like, what about different ideas or different ways of living, like inviting strangers over for lunch and having like a Michael Jackson dance off with them. Yeah. Like what if, you know, we're 10 years, 15 years ago, people would be like, I would never drink like green smoothie <laughs> and ashwagandha and what the heck is quinoa or these things and now yeah. it's like oh yeah like I have that in my smoothie and I like, give me that booster and moringa and all this stuff I love maca root like people know yeah. what this stuff is now and like I wonder if there's a trajectory that says as we are gifted the foods and we start to consume those like is there a way that we can also receive like different cultural practices as a gift and have them here too and so it makes me excited for like well you guys next travel experience <laughs> but also what the juice truck can continue to evolve into seeing its origins as like kind of this crazy idea of two young guys who traveled and they wanted to bring some like essence of wellness and um, community back to their home and how it's it's i think transcended that vision but also like really really uh encircled it really beautifully to say it's so much bigger than just green juice yeah. and a pink yeah. truck Right, and so it makes me excited to think about like what's what could be coming down the pipe for for Juice Truck and for Zach and Ryan in the next five ten years. Right, how what would the podcast be like? You know, in that amount of time. 
Well, we should recap once a year, the three of us. Right. <laughs> so anyway, um, I just want to say thank you guys for your time. You're both busy men. Yes. I uh, appreciate you being here. And thank you to anyone and everyone who's, uh, who's tuning in. Thanks for, um, thanks for being here and listening along. Hope you learned something. Hope to see you in one of the Juice Truck locations soon. And yep. uh, yeah, any parting wisdom for people here? Oh, one kind of fun thing that I'd love to do. Just as a, a podcast geek, I love when they like finish with rapid fire of like recommendations. I always love people's Ooh, recommendations yeah. of like what inspires you. So I thought, um, you know, I thought for this episode we could put Ryan on the spot and Jeez. just like yeah, yeah. rapid fire. Rapid questions. fire. You ready for it? And then we'll wrap it up. Rapid fire. And then we'll wrap it up. You ready? Oh, Dean, you can throw in too. Okay. I'll just throw it, throw out some questions. You ready? Okay. One podcast that you recommend? Uh, Caliphate. Caliphate. Ooh, yeah, that's intense. That's one of the best podcasts. Great, great answer. One movie you'd recommend? Um, 1917. Nice, nice. Yep, okay. Um, What's your favorite smoothie? Peppermint Patty, which is just the almost chocolate with peppermint oil. (laughs) (laughs) Don't give away the secrets. (laughs) Uh, One place locally you'd like to travel? Oh, um, the Kootenays. Never been there. Nice. Uh, date night post COVID. Where are you going? Ooh, someone in Fort Langley. Oh yeah, nice. nice. Shout out Fort Langley. Yeah. Dean, you got any hot, hot uh, burning uh, rapid fire questions for Ryan? What's the last song you listened to? Ooh. Ooh, I think that Lady Gaga song. Ooh yeah. Yeah. Wait, which one? The one with Elton John, not the one on the radio. The other one. Okay, the other okay. One yeah. John. <laughs> That's yeah. Good. yeah. Yeah. Favorite slow jam from uh, high school days. Um. Mario let me love me but I, but I feel like that's everyone everyone loves that too How, how's the hook guy? I can't remember nah nah <laughs> <laughs> amazing we almost got him sick yeah. so good alright well thanks again you guys this has been fun uh, stay tuned we're going to love to have some of our favorite friends and uh, connections on the podcast and uh, it'll be an experiment like all things Juice Truck and we'll pivot and see how it goes but uh, you know we're here for you I uh, care about you guys and hope uh, yeah, you're all doing well out there. Last sign off. Thanks, Dean. Thanks for having us, Dean. All right. Chat soon, everyone. Peace.